Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, July 23rd, and believe it or not, tonight, the Major League Baseball season actually begins. The Yankees, the Nationals, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. Then the Dodgers and the Giants, Clayton Kershaw against Johnny Cueto. We did it. We made it. We've made it to baseball. And obviously tomorrow we will finally make it to Phillies baseball. Rejoice. We are here. Uh, we are. It, it, I, I'm just. I'm so excited. I'm so excited we're finally here. We've been talking on this show for months, and we have had zero actual baseball to talk about, and that is finally going to change. And thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness for that. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Tomorrow, obviously, we will dive into our, our season predictions for the Phillies, for the division, for the National League, who's going to win awards, all that stuff. We'll have a lot of fun with that today. A lot to get into is... Um, actually, a lot kind of happened yesterday, and I think in some ways, some things are starting to break the Phillies' way, if you know what I'm saying. We'll dive into it all. I think the biggest news, and, and there were a couple, again, pieces of, of big news yesterday, and then we'll get to the Phillies' final roster decisions, as uh, Jim Salisbury with a good piece about where the roster stands right now. Some news about someone on the roster. Good news about that as well. We'll get to that. Let's start, though, with something that hasn't been finalized but looks like a real possibility. John Heyman tweeting out yesterday and kind of catching everyone by surprise that there is negotiations ongoing. It has to be completed before first pitch tonight, but the Players Association and the league are negotiating to try and see if they can, after all, agree on having an expanded playoffs. They would go from 10 to 16 playoff teams. You want to talk about things breaking right for the Phillies. All of a sudden, a Phillies team that, that and again, we'll make our predictions tomorrow and we'll know for sure by tomorrow, if this has gone through or not. And, and if it does go through, there was optimism about it, is what Heyman put out there. Um, it changes a lot for the Phillies. I mean, I I was struggling to see if the Phillies were a playoff team at ten teams. I think they're a very solid bet to make the playoffs at sixteen teams. That is a significant difference. You're talking about adding three wild card teams out of each league. I mean, that is just massive. I mean, that is a massive amount of addition of playoff teams. You're talking about having five before you're adding more than half of what you had before. 
half of each league essentially getting into the playoffs. In that case, all of a sudden, a Phillies team that looked like a fringe playoff contender is is all of a sudden a, a legitimate, real-deal playoff contender. Now, again, and we'll get into this prediction tomorrow, I think this is easily by far the hardest season in the history of baseball to predict for so many reasons, as we've discussed, the unique nature of the 60-game sprint, not knowing who's going to get off to a hot start, how much of a difference that can make, a slow start, how much of a difference that can make. Again, as I've talked about a lot, the idea of how players and teams respond to the unique set of circumstances that they are playing in, is going to be a big factor in who has success and who doesn't. And those are the kind of things that are really hard to predict. But going from from five playoff teams in the National League to eight, it just completely changes the complexion of the season. Again, the Phillies might have been a playoff team with five playoff teams in the National League. With eight, they're like a favorite to make the playoffs, potentially. I mean, they're right there. They're one of the teams who I think most people would say, oh, they'll be one of the eight. I mean, if you're looking at the eight, like off the top of your head, I mean... You take the four NL East teams and say, all right, they're all playoff contenders, right? The Braves, the Nationals, the Mets, the Phillies. And we'll get into some of the stuff with the Mets and, and what's been going on as things, again, breaking the Phillies' way. Um, those four playoff contenders. You look at the Central. You've got the Cubs, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Brewers, all four playoff contenders. And then you look to the West. It's really the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. I don't think, personally, the Giants are a legitimate playoff contender. Um, I mean, and and the Padres is an upstart young team that could do anything. We've talked about that. But, I mean, you look at it realistically, it's eight teams, ten teams for eight spots, and why can't the Phillies be one of those eight teams? I I mean, it just, I think that if they change the 16, we'll know more tomorrow. I think I'm going to predict the Phillies make the playoffs. And if if it doesn't, I don't think I'm going to. I don't know. I'm not quite there yet. Again, that'll be tomorrow. I'm still... Letting everything percolate with the actual predictions. But again, this is a massive, massive deal for the Philadelphia Phillies this season. And look, on a on a macro sense, I think it is a really good decision by Major League Baseball. I am generally very anti-expanding the playoffs in baseball. I was fine with the idea of expanding it by, uh, by uh, to 14. 16 is a lot. Uh, I would prefer 12 even, you know, if they're really going to do it. But um, 16 is obviously half the league more than half the league um, making the playoffs, and that's a, a little strange. You know, it's a little strange. Don't love that, but I think in this particular unique season where, again, 60 games, there's so much variance that's going to play a role. Uh, like we said at the top, I mean, a team could get off to a 10-4 and four start and all of a sudden play 500 baseball in your playoff team. You know, a team could get off to a 4-10 and 10 start and play a little bit above 500 baseball, still be a solid team and not get to the play. I mean, there's so much variance. It's so tough. Injury luck's going to be so important. Compartmentalizing is going to be so important, all that stuff. So um, this is just, I think that this is the kind of thing that will allow maybe a, a team that deserves to make the playoffs, who gets off to a slow start, to get back in it and get in the playoffs. It'll also make the end of the season super compelling. Um, I would guess it looks like they do three-game playoffs for that first round. I would prefer that to one. We'll see. Regardless, this is potentially very, very, very good news for the Phillies. And I think, again, for this particular season, I don't like it in a, in a normal 162-game season. I think it waters down the playoffs a little bit. But I think in this unique case, I think 16 playoff teams makes a lot of sense. And, of course, it is huge for the Phillies. All right, th- continuing on the things breaking the Phillies' way, and then we'll get to the roster. We'll also get to one thing that might not have broken the Phillies' way, so to speak. Um but other things bringing the Phillies away, we're talking about the expanded playoffs. Yesterday, 
Marcus Stroman, the Mets' number two starter, a massive part of that starting rotation, torn calf muscle. Big loss. Now, they're saying it's a week-to-week injury. It's not a full tear or whatever. It's not a a surgery-requiring injury, but you hear torn calf, and we're talking about a 60-game season. I'm not optimistic Marcus Stroman's going to be a major part of this season at all for the New York Mets. And then you add in the Jacob deGrom back thing where – you know, we don't know where he's at. You know, they had the MRI, apparently was clean, but they're still nervous about him. So, I mean, you're talking about all of a sudden the, you know, one of the strengths of the Mets team, those top two starters in DeGrom and Stroman, and and, and you could be missing both. You're certainly missing Stroman. That's a really bad beat for the New York Mets. They've already had some other injury issues. We've talked a lot about what's happened to the Braves so far. Freddie Freeman looks like he's, you know, healthy and and playing again and stuff, but is he going to be the Freddie Freeman we all know to jump uh, to start off the season? Maybe not. Maybe it takes Freddie a little while to get going because he did have such a a tough battle with COVID and and you know it took him a while to get into camp and ready to roll. Cole Hamels very 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 likely not ready to start the season. Who knows how long that injury lingers? And Braves have already had Nick Markakis opt out. They've already had. Felix Hernandez opt out. The Nationals had Ryan Zimmerman opt out. Not that Zimmerman is a massive part of that team, but he matters. He's a a leader in that clubhouse, World Series hero, all that stuff. Um, So, you know, and look, the Phillies, now granted, I do not agree with some of the the roster decisions the Phillies have made. I've I've been pretty vocal about that. I hate that they moved on from Francisco Liriano, uh, especially if it was... For money reasons, we don't know. We really don't know. But it's possible it was a luxury tax reason, in which case that would really bother me. Regardless, I don't think there's any question you could say that Liriano is a much more proven pitcher than the vast majority of this Phillies bullpen. And look, I'm all right with them going with younger guys. Connor Brogdon's looked awesome. Clevenger's nasty. Ramon Rosso's nasty. I'm good with those guys. I want to see the future of the pen. And, and I do think that ultimately those guys have the best arms. Uh, of the options that we're talking about for the most part. Um, so I, I like the idea of a youth movement in the pen, but it just makes no sense to me to move on from Liriano with the bullpen you have if you're really trying to be a playoff team this year. Same thing with moving on from Josh Harrison. Same thing from Logan Forsythe. Uh, you know, Neil Walker, I think probably, you know, he's four days away from his 10-year pension kicking in. I think he's more likely to take a cheaper salary potentially than, than a Josh Harrison or a Logan Forsythe. You know I feel that Josh Harris and Logan Forsythe are better players, more versatile, give you more offensively. It is what it is. But I think outside of a few roster decisions, otherwise, I mean, this Phillies team has been pretty healthy. You know, they're pretty healthy heading into the season. There are no major injuries to this team right now. There's no um, current cases of COVID with someone who is a major part of the roster. You know, Kingery, obviously the biggest of those, and he's back, he's playing, he's part of these games. So, um I think things are breaking pretty well for the Philadelphia Phillies right now, and it's exciting. You know, it. I, I and I do. I'm a, a believer in that. Like, especially in a 60 game season, I think you see this a lot in the NFL, where a team just heading into the season, just things aren't going right, and you can just kind of tell. You're just look at it and say, you know what, some bad juju around this team, or whatever it is. And it matters more in a 16 game season because if a team starts out slow, it's super hard to recover. But Hey, in a 60-game baseball season, there's going to be a lot of that, too. It's going to be hard to recover from a slow start. So I do think the fact that that the Phillies look ready to roll to start the season and some of these other NLEs teams don't or not are, aren't firing on all cylinders, so to speak. Now, like, again, the Braves are still better. Like, even without the guys they're missing right now, they're still a more talented team. So I'm, I'm not trying to take this to the extreme and say, oh, the Phillies are winning the division. But 
the way it's shaking out heading into the season, I do think is is breaking the Phillies' way. Things are more positive than negative for the Phillies. There is another thing that broke the Phillies' way. We'll get to that in a sec. Let's take a break from talking about things that went the Phillies' way and quickly mention something that did not go the Phillies' way. And this is not a massive didn't go the Phillies' way. It's not going to affect on the play, on the field play this season, at least. You know, it shouldn't. Um, Mookie Betts yesterday signing a massive extension with the Dodgers. Now, here's the thing. Uh, so the Betts extension is uh, 12 years uh, in addition to this year, which will be 13 total. I believe for $365 million is the extension However, when those numbers first came out, it was like, oh my goodness, that, you know, he signed the exact type of deal we expected before the pandemic hit. The market is fine, this and that. But then it starts to trickle out, and it turns out that there's no opt outs in the deal. It turns out that it is $115 million of deferred salary in the deal. If you remember, Bryce Harbor, $330 million, no deferred money. Mike Trout's huge extension, no deferred money. Mookie Betts, deferred money. That matters. That is the value of the deal. So it is not the big, big number that we saw now. It is not great for the Phillies in the sense that it's not far off from what everyone expected, even with the deferred money. It's still a eye-popping number when you first see it. And for the Phillies, as we spin this here to Philadelphia, you know, look, JT Romuto is now potentially the biggest free agent on the market and certainly the biggest that we care about. And one that, um, you know, there are some other good free agents on the market. You know, J.D. Martinez, I believe, is a free agent. A couple guys. But um, JT Romuto, one of the best players on the market. And seeing bets, A, get off the market is a good thing for him. But also seeing bets get some semblance of what he was expecting before can only strengthen JT Romuto and his agent's belief that they should get paid what they deserve to get paid and that the pandemic shouldn't stand in the way of it too much. Now, again, I do think this deferred money part of this bets contract is a big key. 115 of deferred money is a big deal. It, it is not the same type of contract as Mike Trout got. Like, it's not. Now, the numbers will be the biggest and all that, but 115 deferred money does change the the deal. It does. You know, and again, not massively. This is still a win for JT Romito. If you're JT Romito, if you're JT Romito's agent, you're still looking at this Betts contract and saying, sweet. Thanks, Mook. Thank you, Mookie. You showed that we can kind of get into a range that we need to get into and still make this happen in a, a pandemic, you know, COVID-19 M- M- MLB or, you know, what, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, I think that JT Romito and his agent are so happy about this. I think it's slightly less than the first initial reaction when we saw the the, the numbers pop out of the bets deal. The, the one fifteen deferred, the you know no opt outs, no uh, no trade clause, all all that type of stuff. Um, I, I just it ended up being a more team friendly contract than initially than initially was reported with the numbers. But at the same time, again, this is still a win for JT Romito, and it still puts the pressure on the Phillies. Look. The Dodgers didn't want to mess around with letting Mookie Betts get to the free agent market, even in a free agent market where it could be depressed, and we expect it to be somewhat depressed. But look, they just gave him a huge contract. Maybe it's not going to be as depressed. Again, the deferred money matters, but I think if you're JT Romita, you're looking at this and saying, sweet. And it and it certainly puts the pressure on the Phillies because the Phillies, you know, you don't want to, you know, you know, do you want to take the risk of letting JT go to market, you know? Um I'm sure the Phillies are talking to Romito and his agent. I'm sure they want to, 
try and figure this out if they can. Look, their star player, Bryce Harper, keeps saying, sign JT, sign JT, sign JT. It's, um, and as even yesterday, Harper talking about how he took less money uh, on an annual basis so that, you know, these kinds of things could happen, which really puts the pressure on them. You know, I mean, that really makes the Phillies kind of paints them into a corner yet again in a, in a way with this type of thing. You know, Harper coming out, and this is what Harper had to say yesterday. He said, I think, quote-unquote, I think my contract is pretty suitable to bring guys in here. That's why I lengthened it out. Hopefully we can get that deal done. Talking about JT. I just want to set this organization up for the long haul and get back to the good days of winning World Series. Bryce, me too. Concur. Love the attitude, and I agree. Um, but again, it is a, it is a tougher situation than that. Ultimately the Phillies have, have kind of painted themselves into a corner. You're like, I don't know how you don't sign Romito. I don't know what your plan is moving forward. Obviously you gave up six to him. That's a sunk cost, but at the same time, like it is still something that is relevant in the discussion. And, uh, again, you know, I think that they've kind of, what's your, what's your plan? What's your plan? If you're not going to sign JT Romito, where's that money going? Especially if, you know, bets isn't on the market, all that type of stuff. Um, and you got Harper just consistently, consistently speaking out against this. I mean, yeah, I think this is something where, you know, the Phillies are going to have to find a way to get this done. And, and if they let him go to market, they're, they're going to have to pay what it takes. And maybe it's the smart move at this point. Uh, maybe he gets less than what he expects on the market. Uh, but regardless, the Phillies have put themselves in a tough position with Romito. And, and this Betts contract, again, even though it's not as, as big as initially thought, um, it's not great. It doesn't help them. Um, all right. Uh, Back to the good news for the Phillies. Back to things breaking the Phillies' way. As uh, we did have one thing that was kind of a question mark for the Philadelphia season. When would it happen? How would it happen? How much time would he have to miss? Well, the answer is it already happened, and he's not going to have to miss any time. As Zach Wheeler's wife yesterday gives birth to a healthy baby boy, Zach Wheeler, Will pitch Saturday in game two against the Marlins yet again. Things breaking the Phillies' way. Really a, a big deal there as we were pretty confident that Zach Wheeler would have to miss at least a start, right? I mean, we felt confident that there, you know, with the timing when the baby was expected to come, how it was going to uh, uh, play out that Wheeler was not going to be able to make his, his first start of the season or maybe his second start of the season. Turns out, thank you, Mrs. Wheeler. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, baby. We're good. Zach Wheeler will miss no starts. Very exciting. So the Phillies rotation is pretty much shook out now as it will be Nolan game one, Wheeler game two. Number three, Vinny Velasquez in game three. We'll see Arietta in game four. Uh, number five spot, Jim Salisbury writing that it's still kind of up in the air as Zach Eflin continues to recover from back spasms that slowed him from summer camp. Uh, he's going to throw a four-inning, 60-pitch simulated game today. And if he comes out feeling healthy, he could get the fifth start. If not, it'll be Nikki Pavetta jumping in as Pavetta has, uh, you know, done a nice job, uh, nice enough job in these uh, scrimmages and, and whatnot. Um, so Pavetta will get the chance if Eflin is not ready to go. All right, speaking of that, uh, Jim Salisbury with a, a nice piece about where the Phillies roster stands right now. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot, and obviously I've lamented Josh Harris and Logan Forsythe and Vince Vel- and uh, not Vince Velasquez, excuse me, Francisco Liriano, not being on the roster. But here's where the roster stands right now. Uh, as Salisbury looks to break down the 30 men that will be on this roster, uh, starting pitchers we just mentioned the five you know are going to be there: Nola, Wheeler, 
Velasquez, Arietta Eflin, Pavetta, of course, as a, a bullpen member on this list. He has 11 bullpen members, but obviously a bullpen swing starter. Uh, for the 11 bullpen members, according to Jim Salisbury, who he is guessing will make the team, Nick Pavetta, Hector Neris, Adam Morgan, Jose Alvarez, Cole Irvin, Tommy Hunter, Reggie McLean, Eniel De Los Santos, Garrett Clavenger, Diolis Garrett, and Edgar Martinez. He says Connor Brogdon, Damon Jones, Ramon Rosso, and Jojo Romero are all young arms from the system who should be in play at some point, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, he says veteran reliever Francisco Lirian was released likely for financial reasons. It's the Phil's main right up against luxury tax threshold. That's a huge bummer. Again, assuming they, they did release Liriano for luxury tax reasons. That really sucks. It just sucks. Like it's I'm I am not gonna mince words. I think it's a, a huge mistake. Um I think Clevenger and Rosso are both better than uh, Guerra, Garcia, and Yel De Los Santos. I would like to see those guys make the team over them. I, I guess they might try and play some games with uh, service time or whatever. I don't know, but those guys should be up. Uh, this bullpen is is not good. <laughs> Let's be real. Again, you know, if you want to call Pavetta a swing guy, you got Hector Neris, who we like, then Adam Morgan, Alvarez, Cole Irvin, Tommy Hunter, Reggie McClain, Daniel De Los Santos, Garrett Clevenger, Diolis Garcia, Guerra, and Edgar Garcia. That's not great, guys. Just not. It's a bad bullpen. So let's hope they get some of the young guys up because that's really the only shot that this bullpen is better than we think it is because the young guys could be better than, you know, we know what Cole Irvin is. We know what Eniel De Los Santos is for the most part. I think we know what Edgar Garcia is right now in his career. So um, not great. Uh, catchers, too, the two we would expect, Romito and Knapp he has. Infielders, he has Hoskins, Kingery, Segura, Gregorius, and Jay Bruce, who is designated hitter, so it's technically counting as infielder in his mind. Uh, utility guys, Neil Walker and Phil Gosselin. That is not a lock. It could be Ronald Torres, uh, who is an excellent glove and a Girardi guy. But Gosselin just keeps hitting, man. Gosselin's been like 900 over the last couple of weeks at uh, exhibition games and scrimmage. I think at this point there, that it would be a surprise if uh, if Gosselin doesn't make it regardless. One of those two guys, Will Walker, has already made the team, has been told he'll make the team. And then the outfielders, they have Bryce Harper, Andrew McCutcheon, Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn, and then either Nick Williams or Garlic, uh, Kyle Garlic. Uh, he says Garlic could add some bench power if he's on the 40-man roster, he, and he's on the 40-man roster. Williams long fell out of favor with team officials, but he has not been traded and remains on the 40-man roster. Garlic and Williams both have minor league options. They can be stashed on the reserve club, so... Uh, if the Phils wanted to carry an extra pitcher. If I had to guess, I'll guess Williams gets the job. Uh, but I could see that going either way. I really could. I uh, Again, I think there's some questions here. And again, I, I don't love the, the financial reasons for kind of keeping the roster down a little bit. You know, this is a 60-game sprint to the finish. Pay an extra million dollars for Liriano. I, I know the luxury tax thing bugs me. We don't. Today's not the day to get into it. We're excited about the season. I'm sure there'll be much more talk about it. But if you want to be a big boy, be a big boy. Don't act like a big boy and then not be a big boy. Just just go over the damn tax. This is not crazy. But I understand if you don't want to go over the tax for Francisco Liriano conceptually, year by year there's penalties. But I just don't love the idea that the luxury tax plays such a big role in the decision-making of this Phillies team, especially in a season, again, where every game matters, every game counts. And and yes, you know, I, I, I'm okay with the idea of Spencer Howard and Alec Boehm not being on the opening day roster for service time issues because I understand that that is a smart decision for baseball, that that matters, but there's a difference between gaining an extra year of, of control over someone who could be a you know $20 million a year guy or something like that. You're saving real money in that situation, whereas a couple million bucks on that luxury tax really bugs me, a $3 million penalty or whatever it is, and I know you it's more punitive year by year, but um, it's a bummer. Um, but Regardless, look, 
outside of that, outside of the frustrating financial decisions the Phillies are making, um, there's still a good enough roster right now to compete for a playoff spot, especially in this 16-team format if it does come through. So um, there's reason for optimism. There's reason to get excited. I don't think the Phillies are winning the World Series this year, but it's a weird year. It's a unique year. Anything can happen. So... You know, there's a, there's reason to at least be excited about it. You know, you know, you go into if this were 162 game season, I would say there was no chance the Phillies win the World Series. Here I'll say there's a you know a small, small, small chance, very small, a super, super small chance. You know, in the individual percent, like one percent, two percent, maybe it's higher. I don't know. But the point is, is that um, I'm not expecting anything super special this year. But I'm expecting a fun 60 game sprint. I'm expecting this Phillies team to. Um, play better than they have the last couple years and to give us a reason to get excited and that's a step forward and I'll take it and then hopefully we start to really spend a little money and be big boys and really move forward into the future and and get Bryce Harper a title because that man deserves one but um, regardless we are a day away from Phillies baseball and we are tonight watching real baseball so it doesn't get any better than that baseball is back ah let's do it all right, tomorrow, season predictions, Phillies predictions, NL MVP, AL MVP, all the fun stuff, and then uh, we'll head into the weekend where we'll watch Phillies baseball, and then when I'm back talking to you on Monday, it'll be about actual games the Phillies have played. Cannot wait. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.